1: legal investment or tax professional. We're
0: going to go for the free ball.
2: That's a time. Common's driving almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Down it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws, got by ear. And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas.
3: Alright, what's good folks? Welcome back. Episode 41.
4: From the Kansas Jayhawks, number 41, Chase Buford. Wow.
3: From the clouds, Chase Buford. (laughs) We're back, and this episode is a little different. Some would say the biggest episode in Ain't No Seeds podcast history. I don't know. Sharon was big. Tyshawn was big. B-Turn, we're
5: doing an all-decade episode, and I am hype. I am hype as well. I mean, we've gone through a ton of games. I mean, you can make the argument for a bunch of games. We'll have... We'll touch on a bunch of games, too, but... I feel like our list is really good and it just brings back a ton of memories too.
3: Yes. So we are going to do top 10 games of the decade. This is, we've been planning this for a while. We've been working very hard to try and get some guests on the show. Um, and we got quite a few. So should we say any guests right now or should we just make people listen?
4: I'm assuming they'll see from the tweet who we got. Great point. (laughs) So, um, we can spill the beans (laughs) if we want to,
3: but all right, well, no, we don't have to. Um, First game, let's just get right into it. I think we have honorable mention at the end that we'll probably touch on some other games that we missed. So as you're listening, don't freak out that we missed a game. This is hard. We played a lot of freaking good games the last decade. So we kind of, when we looked at this, we're like, all right, obviously importance of a game matters a lot, but we also wanted to factor in just the excitement and kind of like how much that game is still talked about to this day. So I think that sets up number 10 perfectly. Number 10 KU Iowa State 2013, which I would say most people remember it as the
4: Elijah game. Yeah. In Ames. Yes. Massive comeback. <sighs> Massive comeback.
3: I mean, and that team had been kind of free falling at that point. Well, I guess a few weeks prior, we had lost. We went on a three game losing streak. We lost to like OU, lost at, at TCU in one of the worst games in KU history. Why? And, uh, we lost to Oklahoma State at home, right? So, it was just kind of a disaster. Yeah. Uh, and we – few weeks – I think a week earlier, maybe two week and a half earlier, we won at Oklahoma State in double overtime. So, the streak at that point was a talking point. I can't remember what number that was to get us to – Like that
4: would have been nine?
3: Nine, ten, something like that. Yeah, nine. So, without winning at Iowa State, keep in mind, we tied that year. So, this game to – Win the sh- or to win the conference and continue to streak, we had to go into Ames and win. And they had Hoiberg. They had Georges Niang. They had Tyrus McGee. They had- who else? I mean, team was good. I don't think they were well, – like- And they
5: had, uh, they had Hilton Magic, like just yeah. playing there. It's always crazy. They boo all the calls, and it's just a crazy atmosphere. And they hit 17 threes, which if you're on the road in the Big 12 and a team hits 17 threes, it's just – Impossible to win, and that shows you how big of a a performance that was by Elijah. Yeah,
3: so let's just kind of, yeah, like you said. Iowa State comes out, and from the start, it's like, oh, shit. Like, you knew it was just Mm -hmm. one of those games. There's always those road games where it feels like I'm thinking even last year with Texas Tech where we went in there, and it was like, we have a chance. And then from the jump, you were just like, this is just their night. Nothing's going to go wrong against them. We're screwed, whatever. And that's how it felt. Self pulled a classic. I love it. He admitted after the game, gets an early technical foul to try and fire up the guys because Iowa State came out, and they are freaking scorching. Gets technical foul. He's mad at Elijah. Iowa State's making every three, probably telling people to guard somebody. Um, and it worked because even though they were making threes all game, we were kind of answering every call. Elijah was obviously great he got even more absurd late in the game but mm-hmm. that Iowa State team was so tough for that uh
4: they almost beat us at Allen too people forget that earlier I think it was our first conference game yeah because Ben hit that three at the yeah. buzzer in regulation we went on one in overtime both so like,
5: games that year went into overtime and Iowa State kind of felt like a rival at that point like every time we played them it was crazy they got us in Ames a lot and even I think Tyshawn's senior year in 12 we beat him in overtime he kind of went off but yeah, that game was insane, and it had huge implications for the Big Twelve as well. Yes. Uh, so I was
3: trying to look back on kind of how that game. Went. Reliford. We everyone always talks about Elijah. Relaford had 19 points, hit five threes. Five threes. That wild for junior year. Relaford, that's pretty. Cr- or no, that senior. was senior. Yeah, Reliford. that was My senior. Bad. But I forgot Relaford T Relly wasn't really. Was really?
5: I mean, he shot the ball as best he did probably in his uh, four-year career, but. I feel like he wasn't really known as a three-point shooter. He's more of a lockdown defender, slasher, get to the rim, finish. But him to hit five threes, I mean, it got overshadowed because Elijah Absolutely. maybe had the best performance of the decade.
3: Absolutely. So outside of Elijah, with he had thirteen and ten, great game. Kevin Young had thirteen and nine. So it was like, like we said, they were the better team all game. It felt like, but we just kind of kept hanging around until, what would we say, the final three minutes three to five yeah like they just they just kind of took over they had that moment where we missed they came down hit a huge three and Mm -hmm. it just felt like it was over we started to foul we started to run desperation chop every time but it was working yeah, Elijah comes down,
5: chop, hits a three. Just extended the game for a couple minutes, I feel like. like, <laughs> Yes. I don't know. We were probably down close to 10 points or so, and he would just come off ball screen, hit a three. <laughs> he was pulling literally from everywhere on the court. It was <laughs> insane. And then so I
3: think – I don't know if it was McGee or one of the other guys. They missed a free throw. Maybe Corey Lucius. I can't remember. They had so many random guys. Mm-hmm. Hoiberg just getting transferred Transfer you. Nuts. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I game is what? We're down two. Elijah had already kind of kept us in the game. We come down the court. Elijah drives.
4: I don't know. Some would say controversial. Some would say
3: could have been a charge. I promise you. In today's college basketball, they call. I don't know. They called a lot of charge back then too. But it felt like (laughs) everything's a charge. Would this one have been one where the cylinder was in play? So because George Niang is kind of under the basket, Elijah just goes up trying trying to shoot a little floater, hits him. They don't call anything, which is probably the biggest problem with that is they don't call anything, but as the players are on the ground, Elijah picks up the ball, and the guy does slap his arm. Slaps his arm, and so Hilton's freaking out they didn't call a charge. Meanwhile, I don't even <laughs> think the entire place knew they what called exactly a was foul. Happening? Yeah. So now they go from not calling a charge to Elijah's going to the line and probably I would say, would you guys say this? When KU comes to Iowa State, is it the second best atmosphere in the Big Twelve, or is it? I guess you can maybe say third because when we Bramlage. Go to K State, it's
4: when K good State's too. good, is pretty damn good.
5: That's true. So, and we'll get to that later. But Iowa State's just so like hostile, you know? Yeah, but so is like Bram every yeah, yeah for sure. Well, they both are for sure. But when fuck like, KU starts ev- going, they live and die by like every play and every call. That's, like, uh, yeah, I feel like yeah. Iowa State fans are kind of notorious for booing th- the refs and stuff. You yeah, know? oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, but they had a right to
4: boo there. I mean, yeah. That so Elijah.
5: Is that a charge at Allen Hell, oh, for
4: uh, on defense? Oh, for on defense? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
5: And the ref does that thing where he, like, skips
4: down the yeah, court. Yeah, like air humping. Aggressive and
3: then- <laughs> charge call of all time. But so I remember Elijah goes to the line and places absolute bananas because everyone's so mad. And isn't there, like, a clip? Or maybe It may be not have been when he was shooting free throws, but at one point Elijah just turns and smiles at the bench. And I didn't know if that was during the free throws or later. Either way, goes
5: to the line, makes both. We go to overtime. And he was perfect from the line that night. Yes. I was just looking him up. He went 7 for 7 from the line and 6 for 10 from 3. Yeah. And yeah. he had to have hit all those threes basically in the last few minutes or overtime. Oh, yeah.
4: No, it was because in OT, didn't he hit 3? At think? least. And he After
5: was... halftime, he went 10
3: of 14, including 5 of 6 from 3. So I don't know how that splits in overtime. I mean – 5 of 6, that ranges. The overtime was <laughs> the most funny because th- we come right out – and he just all of a sudden turns into like freaking like we he he's was driving to the basket uh-huh. he's getting and one like he was so that was his incredible game. and i would say the one that always well there's two plays that stand out to me the one is when the shot clock is count, coming down they thought it was reset right yeah we thought it was reset and the whole bench the deers at the top kind of like resetting the offense and elijah knows and the bench knows bench is going nuts and Nadir just passed it to him, and Elijah just chucks from so far, yeah. so deep, like Fall away, fading like thirty-five
4: away. footer. Fresh shot clock, no
5: one. one, did not hit the rim. Fires oh! In. oh no! He wasn't really even looking at the basket. It was like he was kind of setting something yeah. up, trying to take time off the clock. And I feel like he saw the bench, like even point up at the shot clock, yeah. and Elijah looks and just ch- like that was. It. 5 40 feet. And I always love it because Fran goes nuts. He's like,
3: behind yeah, voice. Like, oh! <laughs> like, just <laughs> he loses loves his that. mind. That, so, was like, that was
5: Elijah's game, man. It was like, yes. just give Elijah the ball and get the fuck out of the Like yes. g- He's going to get to the rim. He's going to pull a three, get fouled, make free throw. <laughs> he couldn't miss. It was nuts. Like, he could have shot from anywhere on the court and made it.
4: And, and the thing
5: about that year was Elijah was kind of, like,
3: People were not happy with Elijah that entire season. No, like,
4: that was a big-time breakout Yes,
3: he had struggled. He, you know, he wasn't the off-guard now. He was now the yeah, main ball handler. Because he was so good in the tournament yeah. the year before
4: people thought he was going to come in and, like, Big 12 Player of the Year kind and of he shit. was
3: like, when we lost those three straight games, it was like, Elijah, like, we don't have a point guard. Like, yeah. I mean, at times he was really bad. But that game was just one of those Game of Destiny type. One of those games where, like, KU just randomly finds a way to win. We're no other teams, and there's other games on this list we'll talk about. But like just crazy we won that game. And final play. <laughs> I think one of my favorite plays ever. Ball bounces off. Hilton's already just so mad. Still mad for the final call at regulation. They're booing. And Elijah just takes that ball and yams it for his 39th point of the game.
1: <laughs> Jayhawks are going to head home with an overtime win. Their second overtime victory. And Elijah Johnson is going to have a 39-point game.
3: <laughs> and the crowd just <laughs> loses it. And the, I remember Relliford comes running on the court and just, like, jumps up. And, like, they do the whole, like, run and hit shoulders and just celebrate on the court. And there's just nothing better than winning on someone else's court, especially with a disrespectful Held. dunk at the end. Mm-hmm. We won the game yeah. 12 points. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. Can
5: you match up in Iowa State that game? I don't even know 108, what the... – Yeah. I mean, Elijah deserved that dunk, you know. Like, that was – he single-handedly won us that game. Like, Relaford was obviously good, but – and you've seen so many big performances from KU players in this decade and willing us to win, but that was, like, the definition of it, you know. And yeah. He needed – like, that – you said people were on his ass that whole year, but that's – I mean that's probably the biggest win of that year I would yeah. say. Yeah, I mean like we said that at the time we
3: didn't really know it but that game we had to win to extend the yeah. streak. So Yeah, it was crazy. And then, obviously, I think kind of the thing that's helped lead to that game being remembered even more is Mel Weatherwax sitting courtside for Iowa State comes at Bill's self. You have the legendary picture of, like, the cops holding him back, and Bill's kind of like, dude, what is the deal. (laughs) What a psycho. Yeah, and so that game is just one that – I mean, that's just one you'll tell your kids. Like, it it wasn't like a tournament game. It wasn't a – at the time, it wasn't deciding the conference – but it's just one you will never forget because it was just so absurd.
4: How, I'll always remember how, we had like a foot of snow on the ground yeah. too, and we we're like it was on a Monday night. We had Monday snow day, Tuesday snow day as well, and it was already announced. Yeah, so oh, we're yes. all like we're, we were like we were, we were still in high school, Seniors right? In high school, and yeah. you were at
3: KU. I was in the dorm. Yeah, yeah. you're totally right. Yeah, because we we're just a, like, well,
4: fuck yeah! No, I mean, we just won that game. No, we, we go go to g- school tomorrow.
3: We had a group of friends in our small ass dorm. We had like eight of us. I think I filmed it on my laptop. Our reactions. We just all lost our minds and then right after the game it's like oh snow day and we're like well we're getting absolutely (laughs) obliterated so yeah that was definitely maybe that's why it stands out so much to me is like that was definitely one of my favorite nights in the dorms at KU that year so just an awesome game yeah wow
5: only number 10 folks so I know and just brings back so many memories just because the performance by Elijah yes so shout out Elijah
3: shout out Mel Weatherwax and one last thing on that game, the locker room celebration. I was going to say time. that.
5: That's one of those Bill Self yep. celebrations in the locker yep. room where you well, see the, came the video. Came in and did the Ben McLemore. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, and nobody then Elijah came the running, running, running in after. Like yep. The whole team was just waiting on Elijah to come in. And I and love it nuts.
3: <laughs> when they're in the like hallway celebrating after. They're all going nuts. Because remember they did the payheed YouTube videos that year. They were mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. And Jamar... Crowd was throwing things, like those little megaphone things. They were throwing them at our players, and Jamari picks one up and just starts celebrating with the <laughs> megaphone as they all, like, go crazy waiting for Elijah to get interviewed. So an all-time game, an all-time conference game, one of the one games that stands out to me when it comes to the streaks. So shout-out to Elijah. It in some way made him, like, I don't know, it's part of his legacy at KU. So yeah. super fun game. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Alternate intro. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. That's the alternate alternate intro they offered that I could read, so I Mm -hmm. read them both. Um, Not that
4: any of us would know about that, but it's.
3: Yeah. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Bluetooth brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from the extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that is com promo code armchair, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Ain't No Seeds podcast. All right, moving on, number nine. Now, this one I think could be, you know, there's going to be people that probably wouldn't have put this one top ten. I think we all have our reasons. We were at KU at the time. All three of us were probably at that game. We were at the game. We were in the student section. There was a lot riding on this game because of a gesture from the year before. Number nine, Oklahoma State comes to Allen Fieldhouse 2014. Marcus Smart, the year after backflipping and ending, what was that, 33-game home winning streak? Yeah, it ended some sort of streak. Yeah, so Marcus Smart backflips on the court. Obviously made everyone mad. Wiggins is here. Embiid's here. Embiid was in the middle of like his peak at KU. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when he was getting started, like his coming out party. And nobody expected Marcus Smart to come back that year. So when he did, a lot of hype was with Oklahoma State that year. That was the team to end the streak. Yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, this is Marcus Smart came back. He's going to end the streak." They ended up stinking. Oh, they were horrible. I mean, at that point, I guess they were still top ten at this point. It was nine versus KU was fifteen because we had that crazy non-conference schedule and just lost on half quarters and all sorts of stuff but oklahoma state comes out field house um i don't know i think we all agree the thing that stands out to me is the the atmosphere of island field yeah. today.
5: i think ab we were just talking about how the pregame was crazy and i might be wrong but i feel i personally feel like marcus smart was probably the most hated player of this decade by ku fans i
4: totally Dude, agree he got booed so loud in intros it was wild Yeah. People
1: went nuts on him.
5: Like first off, we recruited him here. Him and yep. Phil Forte almost came. Yep. The flopping, everyone hated. Yes. The shit that happened at Texas Tech when him and the fan People got into fan it or whatever. Kind of and, yeah. And obviously the the backflip the year before. Like everyone was salty about that. And absolutely, I would say outside of non like Missouri player, maybe
3: the hatest like most hated player to come to KU in my lifetime. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. cannot they remember. Hated him. Yeah. I cannot remember a crowd that hostile and that's what I always say. I love Angry Allen Fieldhouse more than anything. Uh, and that place was angry from the start.
5: I think maybe the angriest I've ever seen it in Oklahoma State, yeah, we just talked about how they might have ended the streak that year, like everyone thought they'd be legit and they were a top ten team yep. coming into Allen that day. They were number nine yep. in the country and like we've seen loud Allen Fieldhouse <laughs> yeah. but Angry is just completely different and that, that day was just insane. You had the who had the big dunk that day? Was it Tark? Tark. That's yeah. what I was gonna say.
3: Now, normally, like the angry, like you said, angry normally starts because of like crap or the refs being bad or like something like that happening. We were angry from the start. Then. The Tariq dunk. So w- what happens? I think Jamari gets a steal. Jamari. It
4: went way back before. I've watched this like was an little yeah. play. N- it's one of my favorite. It's, no, like four different things happened. It deer, went like right? it went Marcus Smart airball on a three. So the crowd's <laughs> going bananas on yes, him. Yes. Yes. We go down and Jamari, Jamari scores on like a driving layup in transition. Yeah. And then Marcus Smart goes down. They try to hurry. He turns it over and we go fast break Tark dunk on the like trailer oh, yeah oh. and boy oh boy Dude. i think that is like i mean we're gonna get to other games like the west va game where it was wild during the comeback loud but up to that point that's the loudest sound bill i didn't go to the mizzou game but yeah. inside alan vealus at that point was
6: smart contested shot it's an air ball and i hear it from the crowd and you're gonna need him in order to get back in it you're gonna need your best player
0: to make some plays possession, he felt like Black caught him with an elbow in the face on the putback and then he was thinking that maybe he was fouled on that shot as well. is scoreless. 0 of 3 from the field. Oklahoma State shooting 31%.
1: Hard to the home Jamari Trailer. Everybody is contributing here for Kansas. Smart turns it over. The drive. Start. The trailer. Oh!
2: No! <laughs>
4: If we insane. were ranking, so
3: like, top ten loudest moments I've witnessed, and I've been to almost every big yeah. – I think I've been to every big KU game of this decade. And that target dunk, it because, like you said, it yeah. was the air ball, it was the steal on smart, and – Plus, you mix that with after he dunked. It was like a Shack type dunk. Wasn't yeah.
5: that like Nadir was like penetrating? And
3: yeah, it you didn't, like even, yeah. And you didn't it even expect Tarik to. Like, yeah. Tarik wasn't Dude, even on our it's mind.
5: It's
4: giving me chills right now. Was, thinking back to it.
5: Yeah. That team was so deep, too. Like, Tariq coming off the bench, a former NBA player.
4: Yeah, that playing team behind
5: freaking Joel Embiid,
4: like yeah. just, and he, and, But he dunks, and then the fight starts breaking yes, out. Yes, so Nadir yeah.
3: makes a great pass and passes it to Tarik who doesn't even like think about lightly th- laying <laughs> it in. This dude just two-foot jumps and just yams the shit out of it. And the Allen Fieldhouse lost its mind. It was a day game. I love
5: a day Saturday
3: Afternoon game. Afternoon
4: at just house, baby. Stripe
5: out.
3: We did a stripe every out. we never done a stripe
4: no. out. No.
5: And yes. Every emotion from Allen that day possible, like angry, yes. going nuts. Oh, Revenge it game gets, almost felt like. It gets it more like, angry as we go yeah. on. Yeah, like Wayne, when Wayne got that, uh, when he swiped the elbow across the yeah, across his face when he flopped. Marcus Smart, like, Alan was going nuts after that because that's what Marcus Smart had kind of been. a great player, oh, yeah. but it he had been like, known to be a flopper at that it point. It was, yeah, it was the perfect, like, thing to happen in that
3: game. It was like if you scripted that game for a movie, Marcus Smart would have flopped in a big moment. Yeah. But before that even happened, AB kind of mentioned it. After the tar
1: By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit itrustcapital.com to start investing today. That's itrustcapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional.
3: Right, dunk. So we've started an airball chant. We've gone nuts because Smart turned it over. We lost our minds because Tark just did a shack dunk, and what f- felt like he took off. The I rolled my line. ankle on that, by the way, because I jumped so high. <laughs> I was with like Cleek and Brett Perry, Janes. Allen was with us. Like, I'm pretty sure we all went so nuts that like we started in one order on the stands, and then like at the end of the dunk, we were at the end of the benches clearing, like. I was on the complete other side, yeah. and we were all in different seats. We went so it nuts. Was, like, was
4: one of those moments where everyone just like yep. seats don't give a, like no one no. gives a you shit. Just jumping it <laughs> on doesn't strangers. matter who you were with, yeah. and like you you're don't choking even, people out. Yeah, it's the you best. don't
3: even see. We're going so nuts. I don't even. I remember looking up and like Cleek and or Brett Perry's like pointing at the court. You look <laughs> down, the benches are clear. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, this is the best moment of all time. And
5: there's so, nothing better than being there, like with a group of homies, like in yeah. the student section, just losing your mind. I, I, I have think memories
4: with you with the West Vi and Oklahoma. I like you. That, you seriously tackled me in the West 5 game. That
5: uh, like that year, there were so many crazy dunks. Yeah. I feel oh, like like
4: Tariq over in Oak or uh, Texas was that what yeah. That
5: was? Yeah. Yep. Wayne like jumped over the like bench. that team was just so stacked and so fun to watch, and you had so much expectations. Like if anytime Wiggins did anything, the, the most section like, would uh, lose it.
3: I think that's the most hyped team of the decade. No, it wasn't the team yep. that did the best, but going into the year, that late night was just. The most
5: dangerous thing i've ever been a part of like wild people running four 440s to get into late night yep.
4: like, like i was there late for over forever. 24 hours yeah slept outside yep and it was yeah it was, yeah,
3: it was insane so yeah bench is clear we actually in that targ dunk gets us up huge we, we started put us up so 11 well. i think yeah and then at half uh we're up 17 at half so Dude, it just feels it was almost like, an all-time meltdown it feels like that game where it's like oh yep you came here. It's a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. Allen Fieldhouse is at its peak. You have no chance. But I mean, all of a sudden, Oklahoma State goes on a little fourteen-four run, pushes the lead to fifty-nine fifty-six midway through the second half, and from there, it was just like a nail biter. Yep. And I don't even remember like. The moment on, I guess I think we were up like what four or five.
5: Just Forte hitting bombs, dude. He had twenty one that day. He hit seven threes. Good lord. Yeah, and yeah.
4: Phil he didn't Forte miss. special.
5: And that guy was almost a Jayhawk.
3: He yeah. and Keaton Page just played back, back to
4: back. Just mm.
3: yeah. So yeah, and then uh, as we talked earlier, Marcus Smart flops aggressively, and that is like I am normally anti like yelling obscenities at opposing players at games especially when you're like an adult which I guess at the time I was only 19 or 20 so it like (laughs) wasn't as big of a deal but like the things I were probably saying to Marcus Smart like I was definitely double flipping off I was like just so mad what are you doing
4: don't touch the mic everyone's gonna hear you fucking fumbling around like Clyde I hate when AB does
3: like (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah I don't even remember the moment of what it meant when Marcus Smart flopped but it it gave them a chance in the game into what felt like they didn't have a chance. I feel like we were turning the ball over late and then – that flop gave them a chance to win the game, and they literally came down to yeah. a
5: forte, the best shooter on the floor, shooting a three to maybe beat us. And I remember for the second straight
3: year, didn't Frank like swipe the ball away or something to make his? Or Frank played good defense on the final
5: possession
4: yeah. as a freshman.
3: He so. always did that. It felt yeah. like
4: he did that in OU too. But yep. that
5: maybe, I mean, you can make the argument for Nadir's best game as a Jayhawk. Yep, such he was good huge, at Iowa State
4: too. Dude. Such a huge
5: game, huge atmosphere, and Nadir goes for. Uh, twenty-three, twenty-one, and was 21. our he was our leading scorer that day.
3: Yeah, uh, Joel Embiid had a decent game that game as well. Yeah. Nearly a triple double 13-11 and eight blocks and one block, which oh, I blocked remember through <laughs> the rim. Doug Gottlieb was so mad about. There's literally a picture of Embiid's hand just completely through the goal. Joel was something. he was
5: trolling on Instagram after the game, of yeah.
3: course. Oh, and Joel had the uh, poster on Marcus Smart we yes. ran a lob. Yeah, God, that first so many half moments. Was so perfect. The best. Imagine how like tired we were. After I don't remember a half. anything. Yeah, I know. I don't remember anything from the second half. I think I was so exhausted from the first half. Yeah. Players probably were too. That's and they, yeah. That oh yeah. You know when why they up, came back? Yeah. So, either way, we won the game. We got our revenge, and pfft, Oklahoma State did they win another game? They the were the they an, were horrible. they were an eight seed in the
4: tournament, in yep. the Big Twelve tournament because we played them in the quarters. And I'll never forget, I had a final for biology during the Big Twelve tournament, and That's... the game got pushed back because the early game. Since oh, we're Wiggins the one seed, off, yeah, yeah, we're the one seed every year. We always played at 1.30. Yeah, my finals at like two thirty or three. So I was my desk had like a drawer. And this is, could have been bad if I got caught, but I had the game on my phone. Risking getting and caught I kept, cheating. Well, I was mad because my teacher was like, well, we have two options here, but everyone's going to have to agree on it. First option, we can wait until the end of this KU game to start the final. Second option, we can just start it now. Wow. I was the only one that said I wanted to watch the end of the Those game. Those people are the worst. so like, nope, <laughs> Can you imagine I'm how only... triggered AB was? Yeah. I was like...
6: You're that kidding? was, I mean, you that, have to
3: be kidding. That game was the most electric one-eight yeah. Big Twelve game of all time because Wiggs went for what thirty-one, fresh off a forty-point yeah, game Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Everyone thought Wiggs was just going to carry Week us before that a
4: four-point game against Stanford. Yeah,
3: whatever. <laughs> Not really. I mean, so. so yeah. Obviously, that Oklahoma State game. That's one. I think maybe closer to us because we were there. The yep. student section. If you weren't at that game, I don't know if it's the same. But when you talk just atmosphere. One of my Re- favorite, like B. Turn said, revenge, hated player, mm-hmm. just white guy draining threes. Like Phil Forte is the typical guy <laughs> that just yeah. like gets so frustrating in Allen Fieldhouse. So. I think it was good to put that game. That game was fun yeah, to talk about. I was going to so. say though, if you were at that game, you would definitely agree with it at least being on the list. That's one you will like always think about when you think of fun games you've been to. Just so.
4: it, if if you don't remember that, just go back and we rewatch like the extended highlights. Or something. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It, it's you can it's watch the a full game. Yeah, if you want to spend an hour and a half, watch full game. Go and for it. But like, please
3: go watch the stretch where Tark does that dunk. He no, it's my it,
4: favorite like thirty seconds of basketball <laughs> that I can remember. To be honest, it's it's so insane. It's so shout out to that game. It has that was to fun. be.
5: One of the most hostile environments of the decade, or even in the Bill Self era. True. If we did like top, 10 like it wasn't hostile, to win the Big Twelve. Probably one or two. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like to win the Big Twelve or anything. But we there thought was it was. Just so <laughs> there, many factors that went into that game. We've yeah. already talked about them, but yeah, that day was crazy.
4: And there's a difference between like really, really good atmosphere, like the Oklahoma game, or like West Virginia game, when we set the record for loudest noise yeah. and just hatred. Yeah, like yeah. Zoo. Living and dying Oklahoma by State. every play. Yeah. I recall. it was a because it's more type than just fucking like. We want to win this game because it's going be cool. The two good games. It's just fucking like, for sure. I don't like you, and we want to fucking. You know what kill you should do
3: you. right now? I'm gonna say it. Throw that Tarek Black dunk in right here. Okay. And if you oh, haven't already, when you edit this, yeah. that would be sick. So yeah. okay. there's number nine on the list. As a true football fan, you already know just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Thanks. Every weekend, our favorite Gridiron Warriors put their skills to test. So why aren't you doing the same? We are almost halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with My Bookie. We're way past halfway through the, uh, of the or middle of the season, but whatever. My Bookie is the premier place to in the bet middle of the season. on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at My Bookie. If you're kind of a guy who likes to bet a little, win a lot, try a Parlay. Shout out to Parlay Pats. If you guys seen that guy? He's a maniac. Pick your locks for the week. Put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the game from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and get back on the game. Best part is you join right now. MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in 1,000, they'll give you 1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use On all of your favorite picks. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. Moving on. Number eight. The Kansas Jayhawks go on the road to Manhattan. Bramlage. To Bramlage Coliseum. The 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 Octagon of Doom. And what I would honestly say, when you factor in how good K-State was that year, they were, what were they, ranked 11? Yep. This is 2010, by the way. Not sure if I said the year. 2010. They're 11. We're number two. We're playing for a chance to become number one. Sharon senior year, his last game at Bramlage, college game day. They did like a blackout, just an unreal atmosphere, probably the most hyped game at Bramlage in the history of this rivalry. Before we get into that game, though, We've got our guy, Sharon Collins, with a little four
4: minute, I guess. Yeah, a few memories from it.
3: Gives his memories on it, talks about his big plays and winking at Aaron Andrews. He breaks it all down. Here's Sharon.
6: Man, we talking Kansas versus Kansas State 2010, my senior year at Kansas State. Game was crazy uh, just because of the rivalry. Yeah, the crowd. I think they had a blackout going, and what they call it, the octagon, octagon of doom. I hated playing in that place, uh, but I love playing that just because the silence them crowds, the silence them fans. It was amazing. Um, but, yeah, man, this was a great ant- anticipated game. Um, it was my senior year, and it was uh, you know, Cole's junior year, and – all of my young boys, Tyshawn and Morris twins, all them all them guys was ready now. And we had a – we was much better than the year before. Um, you know, we was just more ready. And, you know, I think they was a better team. Uh, they had a lot of power. They played hard, absolutely hard. Frank Martin had those guys ready to play. But you had to think, Self had us ready to play too. I had us ready to play too. We was ready for that. Like, we wanted all that smoke. You know what I'm saying? I wanted all the smoke with everybody that year, especially my senior year. I wanted to beat everybody, especially at their home. This was our last time, my last time playing there, so I had to get the win. And the game was crazy, man. It was up and down. We should have put them away, but we didn't. And you know, we was in a dog fight. We was always in a dog fight with K-State most of the time, you know. And uh, you know, game went down to the wire, man, and it ended up people don't remember, like, I was catching Charlie horses that whole second half, so, like, I was cramping, and during, like, the last seconds of the game in the regulation, I locked up, my leg locked up on me, I ended up falling, I lost the ball, or something happened, and I think Tyshawn ended up saving me on that, on the other end, something happened, somebody saved me, but, you know, I was just grateful for that I knew my teammates had my back, but, Over time, it was going down to the wire, back and forth, back and forth, and we needed a bucket. And it was probably like eight seconds left. And I think everybody in the gym, everybody watching on TV, we all knew. I was getting this basket. I was going to get this bucket. I was going to get the ball. It was on me. Everybody knew this. And if I was the opposing team, I would have trapped them, which I think they did try to trap me. I just was a little witty, and I got around. Curtis Kelly. Uh, We drew this play up. We ran the same play against Cornell when I hit to go ahead early in that year. And uh, we drew the play up. It was perfect. I got Curtis Kelly on me. I kind of blew past him, brushed him off. And, you know, I just seen Wally Judge under the rim. So, you know, I'm taking my chances with that. I see meat. I'm hungry. I want to eat. I see a bucket. And I knew one way or another I was going to get a bucket or he was going to foul me. I was going to the free throw line, I was going to get a bucket. So, we ended up getting the bucket. I ended up getting the N one on Wally Judge. I was able to use off my top strength. And that was a big thing for me, using my strength. I used to challenge a lot of people with the rim. And I was able to, you know, use my strength to make buckets. So, I ended up getting the N one hit the free throw, and we win at K-State. And then my – so afterwards, I had an interview with Aaron Andrews, and everybody took this wink of an eye and ran with it. So, listen, right, it was no creep wink. It wasn't a crush wink. It was just a thanks for the interview. I just hit a game when I was lit wink. Like, you know, I winked at howdy roll, you know. But, you know, hey, I wouldn't be mad. I'm not mad if people took it that way. Aaron Andrews is Aaron Andrews. But um, yeah, man, that was it, man. It was one of the best moments I had, uh, memories that I always take is silence in that crowd in the octagon, walking off that floor with a win. Them rides back from K State was always the because, you know, you don't wanna lose and take that ride back. It's an ugly ride. But um, yeah, we did what we had to do and um I knew for sure I was gonna win that game for us and uh just was thankful that my teammates and coaches put that trust in me, but We
3: all knew I was getting that bucket, and uh, yeah, Rock Talk J-Hope. All right, shout-out to Sharon. Always a good time. He's been on the – if you have not listened to the Sharon episode, when you get done listening to this episode, go listen to when he was on the show because he always – he's a really good storyteller. I think, A.B., you said that earlier after he sent that clip to us. Like, he knows what the people want to hear, and it's always entertaining. So, I don't know. Let's just talk a little bit about that game. Sharon obviously touched a ton of it, but I think the thing I remember the most about that game is – like we said, super hyped. Crowd was super into it. They had actually been like prank calling our players all week, which I think in our Sharon episode before he talks a lot about that. They've been calling them, the Morris twins. And I'll never forget when the game is in, like Sharon gets the and one. We actually, he actually missed a free throw, and then Cole got the rebound. Brady made both free throws after that. The game's very much intact, and, like, the Morris Twins are just on the bench just, like, mocking the shit out of the K-State student section, like, putting the phones up to their ears, like, asking them if they're going to keep calling and stuff like that. So, I think we've talked about this earlier in the episode. There's nothing more fun than just winning a road game at a place like Bramlage or Hilton.
4: And, like, that game, like, I don't know if people remember how bad K-State, like, used to be for, like, a long stretch. Like, when they made the tournament with Beasley, like, that, that broke a long streak for them. Yeah. And I mean, getting in the tournament is not that like tough to do. Like, if you're decent in your conference, you should get in. So like this, this was like their biggest game in yeah. how long in college game day going to Manhattan, Manhattan Kansas? on yeah. Saturday nights, yeah. Like, yes. the they up being night. Yeah, like the students are just ready to
5: beat one of the best teams in right. the country and then go out party, whatever. They already hate us, and then KU's nineteen and one yeah. coming into that game, yep. arguably the best team in the country. Yeah. And I just said it; they hate us already, and we're such a good team. Like yeah. That would have been one of the biggest wins of their program's history. Oh, my history. gosh, yeah. They would, that would be the game they talk about forever because,
3: like we said, had we won, or we were essentially playing for number one in the country because the number one team had just lost. We were number two. So, like, that was a big storyline I remember during the game. The first
4: thing they said after the game was KU will move to number one. Oh, on yeah. Because Kentucky yes. lost, right? Yeah. John think, Wall yeah, and his Cousins year, and
3: stuff. KU and Kentucky were just clearly the two best teams yeah, all year. So. neither won the title. And awesome.
5: K-State's team was really good, man. That backcourt was damn good. Clemente, yes. Poland, and then they had some good bigs, too. So Curtis same. Kelly was good. Wally Judge was like a five-star coming in. And yeah. They almost made the Final Four that year. The they played loaded. Butler in the Elite Eight. And yep. They watch, did.
4: Speaking of this K-State team, go back, do yourselves a favor, watch K-State Xavier Sweet 16 highlights with Gus on the call. <laughs> the best. Gus I'm simply so the best. Yeah. I think it was Triple Oats. Yeah. Wild wild. Jordan Crawford
3: or whatever. Crawford's
4: got a hurry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Unreal. But yeah, I don't know. That game, I just remember, I will always look back on that game as like, like we've said, the road wins always feel different. Like it was just such a relief to be like, all right, even when K-State's at their absolute best, we still go into their building on their biggest game of their building's history and We still get the win. It was just, and like we even mentioned. I don't know how much Sharon said this in his little clip there. He was like hurt. I know he said he was cramping, but like he was battling like back spasms all night. So for him to like one play the whole game mm. and two make the biggest play of the game in which
5: one where he had to like put his body on the line. Like, and how fitting for him to hit that shot. How many times have we seen that video of him making that and yep, one and, just and getting like, slapping his chest. And of up. course it's right by the bench and he's getting hype and. He was one of the best players in the Bill Self era. And, I mean, one of the best players in the country. Nearly one player of the year. He was just money every single night. Yeah. We didn't even talk about, so he kind of talked about it in his clip there. But,
3: like, at the end of that regulation, he turned the ball over. And I think in his clip he said Tyshawn saved him. Dominique Sutton was on the fast break to win the game after Sharon turned the ball over Tyrell Reed strips him. They didn't call foul. members. Tyrell's clutch. Bramlage wanted the I'm foul sure call. It exploded. Oh, they went nuts. Didn't call it. I don't think it was a foul. It was really good defensive play by Tyrell Tyrell Reed. But can you imagine if we lose that game on like a last second layup like Duke did to Stephen Austin? Or they call so a foul
5: know. and just hit free throws and we lose? <laughs> that would have been the that game worst. belonged. That game deserved to go into overtime. Oh yeah, just that, such a huge game. I mean, crazy atmosphere. Bramlage is one of the best environments in the country. I think when they play us. Yep. And you have college game day in town, two top, basically top ten teams, and yep. just perfect going to OT, and then one of the best, everyone's favorite Jayhawk. I yeah. mean, one of their favorites, Sharon. That was the best it for us. way
3: to win that game is to have Sharon. Up one with it.
5: 13 seconds, he finishes, misses the free throw, and then of course, Big yep. Cole gets the rebound, Brady hits, and and uh, I also, you know, during that game, like
3: Jacob Pullin and Sharon were both from Chicago. Like there was a stretch during that game where those two just like. Essentially did that thing where they were like, all right, we're not passing. We're just going to go at it for, like, four straight possessions. And they just, like, went at it. Pulling at 22. Sean obviously had the huge game. So, super fun game. But our guy, as always, we came out on top.
5: Our guy, Tyshawn, young sophomore Tyshawn, also yep. went 8 for 9 from the line that game. Wow. Big time.
4: It's tough in an environment. In and I think he had some clutch
5: free throws, too, like, late in the second half. It was kind of back and forth to end that game. I think we went up 10 or so to start the second half, but... Got close at the end. We hit free throws, especially in a loud octagon of doom. Yeah, and I think that
3: game is like a typical Kansas Big 12 game where it's like it doesn't matter how good the second-best team in the conference is. We're just always kind of like a step above whoever that is. Like the fact that – I mean, we're going to talk about, I mean, OU that one year we went in and won at Norman when everyone thought we had no chance, and that was similar to this year. It was like, K-State's yep. pretty good. Like, winning at their building's going to be tough. We still did it. So, just a huge statement win, and I don't know. I always look back on that because I think that's Sharon play. When you talk about all-time
5: plays of the decade, I think that's absolutely yeah. be there, so yeah. memorable, yeah. legendary. Like, And he talked about – in his clip, he talked about silencing the crowd and, like, how much fun is it when – We go into Bramwich, and it's a tight game, and we finish it like Elijah that one year. He's blowing kisses to the crowd, and it's just so fun silencing them.
3: Yes, our players, there's no one they love to, like, mock more, like, talk shit back to than K-State. So, always fun to see. Shout out Brandon Green. (laughs) Super fun game. All right, real quick break, guys. Let's talk a little bit about Tickets for Less. They've been hooking you guys up. All the time. We've been shocked by it. They just won't stop hooking you up with free tickets. So make sure you check them out on Twitter. Um, If you're looking for the best selection of KU basketball tickets, check them out. They have the best tickets for every game, whether it's at Allen Fieldhouse or at the Sprint Center game or even on the road. They'll have those too. Plus, this year, an added bonus. This is going all the way through the national title game this year. You can use promo code Ain't No Seats Five at checkout for even more savings on your KU tickets. Unlike other sites, Tickets for Less does not charge taxes or service fees, meaning that the price you see is the price you pay. Get the best seats at the best prices to see the Jayhawks now at Tickets for Less. Com. Again, that promo code, Ain't No Seats 5. Use that at checkout. Get yourself a good deal. Shout-out tickets for less. Stay tuned on Twitter. They're going to keep doing the giveaways. They're going to keep hooking you up They're the best ticket company around. Use them. Ain't No Seats 5. Back to the show. All right, moving on. Number seven, an all-time game when you look at it from a streak perspective. Kansas goes into Texas Tech. Lubbock, a good Texas Tech team. This was a KU team. 2018, Devontae, Malik, Svi, obviously ended up having a huge year, but when you look at where they were at in that point of the season, people had kind of doubted them. Some were saying the streak was ending. Some were saying it was the worst team of the Bill Self era. And they go into Texas didn't Tech that game. Home. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Didn't deserve to wear KU on their chest. Uh and they go in to Texas Tech that game to clinch a share, right? That was just to clinch a share of the Big 12 title, which gave us 15, yeah, right? The record-breaking yeah, the record-breaking streak to beat streak. UCLA streak. <clears throat> was it 14? Yeah, it was 14. Yeah, my bad. Shit. Um, <laughs> so, before we get into that, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney, was nice enough to give us a little breakdown, and honestly, he does a way better job than we ever will. So, buckle in. Listen to Brian Haney. Break this down, because he does a great job. Shout out.
2: February 24th, 2018. A day that we will always cherish as Jayhawk fans one of the greatest days in Kansas basketball history maybe the greatest regular season day in KU Hoops history when you consider what it meant Kansas winning in Lubbock Texas to clinch 14 straight to finish off a decade and a half of dominance unlike we'd ever seen before in the history of college basketball Of course, that mark surpassed UCLA's 13 straight record that it took three Bruins head coaches to accomplish between 1967 and 1979. Of course, our streak had Bill Self, the first ballot Hall of Famer, engineering it all. But so much went into making that day special. From where the two teams were at heading into that game, Kansas ranked eighth in the country, Texas Tech boasting its highest national ranking ever at the time, number six, previously Seventh ranked in 1995 and 1996 was the highest the Red Raiders had ever been. But on that day, while they hosted ESPN College Game Day, I mean this was a day built to be big time for the Scarlet and Black, built to be the proudest day they'd ever seen, and yet Kansas came in and stole the show. I'll start with my personal perspective. As a guy that's a Jayhawk through and through and got my degree here at KU and always want to be here for the rest of my days, I spent four of the best years of my life as the voice of the Red Raiders down there between the ages of 32 and 36. And I was proud of these guys to see the way their program had ascended. And so I snuck over there in the morning just to take it all in uh, to watch what they would say about our Jayhawks on the ESPN broadcast, but also to see the atmosphere at United Supermarkets Arena for a Texas Tech fan base that had been starved for that kind of national prominence for a long, long time and we're experiencing that degree of spotlight and attention maybe for the first time ever and so to watch Chris Beard come out and talk about what they've been building and how proud they were and how great the atmosphere was going to be later that day and then to think about maybe Kansas playing the role of spoiler and could the Jayhawks come in ranked eighth and uh, take down number six and wrap up what had been an unbelievable decade and a half of dominance in 14 consecutive Big 12 conference titles you might recall in the weeks leading up to that game Keenan Evans, the star player for Texas Tech, had gone down with a turf toe injury that really led to their skid and Kansas' leapfrogging them in rapid fashion. And in that stretch, we see Devontae Graham also leapfrog Evans as the Big 12 Conference Player of the Year. And it was on that day, uh, in his finest hour, when he penned the final chapters on being the elite player in our conference that year, which for Kansas fans that study KU Hoops history, you know, If you win conference player of the year, that's one of several things that automatically guarantees you immortality in the Kansas Allen Fieldhouse rafters by having your jersey retired. And so to see what Devontae did on that day, outshining Keenan Evans, clinching the conference title for his team and doing so in such heroic fashion, that was the day he cemented his legacy. And obviously our Jayhawks as a team cemented an accolade that is one of the biggest feathers in the Kansas basketball cap. And I mean that sincerely, you know, we talk about being the team that has the most overall conference championships with numbers now north of 60 and counting, and we talk about five national championships. You can see them all behind me right there. And being number two all time in overall program wins, second only to Kentucky. We talk about the coaching tree that Fog Allen engineered. The fact that Adolph Rupp and Dean Smith stemmed off the branches of Coach Allen's tree and the fact that the game's creator is buried here just a couple of miles east of campus. But To me, the 14 straights is is right up there with some of the great accomplishments in this storied program's history, and that was the day we clinched it in a back-and-forth, neck-and-neck battle that was tied up with about 90 seconds to go. And yet the man that would emerge as the star of the game and ultimately the star of the league, Devontae Graham, would come up the biggest in those moments. 68 all, about 90 seconds left. He steps up and hits a 20-footer. Cool, calm, and collected in the clutch. What a jumper to give Kansas a two-point lead. But then the biggest shot of the day, and the funnest call for me is the play-by-play guy. And I went back and watched the TV call, and Dan Schulman and I actually used the same word. You know what play I'm talking about. The flip from the hip off the top of the backboard, it touches every part of the rim and falls through. My call was, Davante Graham, a prayer answered, it's good. Shulman used the same call. He said a prayer by Grant. A string, drives, forces up a prayer that goes. Are you kidding me? It really was a prayer because the degree of difficulty on that shot, as he's penetrating the right side of the paint, throws it up from down low. And like I said, it touched every part of the backboard and rim. But when it went through, and we went up two possessions with 31 seconds left, that's when you knew 14 straight's about to happen. So. Pretty special stuff and uh, I'll always cherish that day for what it meant for our program's history but also for me personally uh, to have it happen in a place where I grew up a lot as an announcer and a person and where I continue to cheer for those guys uh, every game but two because I'm proud of what they've built. But it was awesome as a Kansas guy to achieve that accomplishment against the top other team in the league. You know the old cliche to be the best, you have to beat the best. I love it that we had such a monumental historic accomplishment on the opponent's home floor in a top 10 head-to-head. And Kansas, the true blue blood of the league, the true class of this conference, they got to go in and play the role of spoiler and hoist that trophy for a 14th straight year. It's a day I will always cherish and never forget in the illustrious history of Kansas basketball. All
3: right, shout out Brian Haney. Let's touch on you know, he obviously talked a lot about it. He talked about the importance going into that game. Uh, Devontae, the senior leader, like he was the heart and soul of that team, obviously. You would argue, out of every KU team we've ever had, is he the most important player to a single team that KU's had?
4: Uh, this decade, yeah. Like that Sharon in 09, it's kind of what I think of sometimes yep. after the title. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Look, going into it, we thought Malik would be a stud. He kind of, he was a roller coaster, turning on late. And I, Yeah, at that point in but the year, Malik like,
3: was not the Malik we yeah. remember because he just – I mean, he had some conference games. But, like, yeah. a lot of that game was just if Devontae didn't play well, that team didn't have it. And that yeah. game – I don't know. That game was so – you could tell – I don't know. I always say this. There's always those big 12 road games where it's like it doesn't feel like you're going to get the win, but we just came out that night. Or, no, like, the national opinion is, oh, it's a tough road game. Top, They were number six. We were number eight. Like – in college basketball that number 16 six teams don't win at, lose at home very often but KU we just do that shit all the time so we come in
4: another game day atmosphere
3: game day was Brian it was Ryan touched on it a little bit but
4: was it game day yeah it was game okay. day but like they've been doing this thing lately where that game day games at like five. Oh yeah it's it didn't feel like, like three game or game five, five. It it's not like game. a prime time 7 p.m game did they do a blackout or a whiteout what they do I that think game they before? did a blackout I could be wrong yeah
3: I think it was a blackout we came out and are all grays and I was like <laughs> the best oh. it was just like I don't know it just had that feel where it's like all right people are counting KU out and that's the most absurd thing you can do and Devonte, I mean from the start I thought we played really good we yep. came out on fire yeah we Bangs. started up
5: eight nothing and then pretty much the rest of the whole game was just back and forth yes we w- scored 41 points in the first half we were hitting a ton of jumpers and then they would kick – I I feel like we led pretty much most of the game. Yeah, we – I mean,
3: like you said, we came out on fire. Our, we I, hit
4: two threes, and then Doke had one of my favorite dunks of all time where the, like, center, like, flopped and just fell. And oh, Doak yeah. turned around and he's like, no one's here, and he <laughs> yeah. just power slammed. Just a big yeah. power shack slam. But, no, I, but the I remember, remember the first half is we would, like – not only were we hitting every shot, but they all came, like, the final two seconds of the shot clock. Yeah, so, yeah. it was like they thought they were getting a stop, <laughs> and then we had, like, six straight passes to get an open jumper because they had all, like – Penetrate, switch, whatever, and, and we then, just hit a corner three dagger to yeah. ruin their lives.
5: Yeah, and then a young Marcus Garrett with that yes. oh my god dunk he had in the middle of the lane. Just when is came he going right to dunk through. like that again? I yeah,
4: don't know. I've been waiting for it
3: since. It was stunning when he did that. Like it was like whoa, and that's what I'm saying. There's these moments of KU and row games where it's like we just play at another level. And like you said, the ball movement in that game was just perfect. Was beautiful basketball. Marcus driving, dunking on people. Yeah. Dope, doing aggressive dunks, and then. Obviously, like you said, shootout most of the game. We're back and forth. The crowd was in it the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then it just came down to who was the best player on the floor, and it was clearly Devontae. He scores 26 mm-hmm. and just yeah. makes literally every play late. Every single yeah, play.
5: every time Tech would make it a one-score game or so, Devontae would come back and hit a jumper. Like, I was just looking at the play-by-play. I think we were up – they'd hit a three. We'd be up 3-4. Devontae hit a three, extend it to six, and then they tied it at 68 with two mm-hmm. minutes left, and I think Devontae hit a deep two, and then he somehow gets that runner to fall in the lane. He yeah. awkward, unbalanced, threw it up, hit the backboard, yep. spun around the rim, yeah. goes in, and just, that play just describes Devontae perfectly, and it's one of the biggest plays he made here, and the we, reason we won the Big 12 that year. We mentioned, like,
3: the Elijah-Iowa State game where it was just, like, it was just that dude's night. It didn't matter what happened. That's exactly how it was for the Texas Tech game. Devontae, I mean, the he had the shot clock. Another one – He had some
4: crazy three.
3: He had a shot kind of like the Elijah three against Iowa State where he's, like, kind of fading towards out of bounds and just chucks it at the buzzer and Mm -hmm. drains it. Um, He had the runner. He had another and one at one point where he, like, flexed at the camera. He was just (laughs) in his bag, as the young kids would say. And, yeah, the runner is just one of those where it's like, yeah, that's just you knew we were winning that game. He made
4: this (laughs) insane pass that I don't know if people, like, pick up on this but do you remember when d'angelo russell was at ohio state and he made that like half court one-handed sidearm bounce pass on a yeah, fast break yeah it was similar to that where when like cross court bounced to the corner for a three i think i'll have to re-watch it but i've seen i've watched the pass past we- but another one that we just talked about off air i vividly remember like mid-second half sfi and Devonte just going oh, like yeah. one two back and forth and they just kept cutting it ended up with Devontae hitting a three top of the key. Just like, two man with yep. two guards. It was wild <laughs> and to those, watch.
5: Those two combined for 47 that day. Oh, yeah. Devontae had 26, Svee 21, and they were just so good that year, man. Devontae yep. <laughs> runner-up for player of the year, I think, and Svee hit the most threes in a season at KU. Like They were just what unreal a year for him. every game that year. I want to hear an absurd the Final stat. Four. That game
3: was our eighth straight true road game win against a top 10 opponent wild <coughs> that's bananas i choked it's so bananas. Yeah. like <laughs>
4: flu game for all three of us so yeah say.
3: we're all struggling here today <laughs> folks but flu games coming out either way I is think that H- streak still going uh we probably had ended last lost year well down the road. kentucky last year were they At top 10
4: probably or tech probably was david two. mccormick uh White wide park. open three yeah yeah so yeah i don't know i
3: thought haney did a great job shout out to him coming on breaking that game down Really when you think of that game you think of Devante and i j I don't I think of Devontae and Marcus Garrett. Like that Marcus yeah, Garrett dunk is so that funny dunk to was me. awesome. But yeah, those memories and obviously Sv was great that game too, but was great. <laughs> another locker another really just fun locker room. Like there's a lot of good pictures of like Bill and mm-hmm. Devontae hugging from that game. Like huge game. And obviously got us, like Haney said, like to the streak number of yeah. the most ever so
4: Devonte walking off the court with a one in the four as the buzzer goes off Yeah, So, so dope, legendary
3: dude. god is yeah. just a legend the but man. yeah fun game yeah all-time game all right moving on number six on the list and i want to say last game seven texas tech i just want to make clear i thought it should have been lower i thought texas tech should have probably been in the sixth spot but these fellas kind of you know this game special close <laughs> special place in their heart yeah, of personal I, I, memories of i it. can't Just, get mad at like, this game because, even the,
5: pre- the pregame tip there too is i think we broke the record that night and yeah. texas tech was top 10 team we in haven't the even said too. we haven't even said or, what game it
3: is but you're right <laughs> the game number six ku west virginia and what i think 2017 uh, 17. I think what will be remembered as the most absurd comeback in Allen Fieldhouse history potentially.
4: I mean we're down 14 with 250 left or yeah.
3: it was. <laughs> it's So absurd. People leaving the yeah.
4: field house. Shout out Dickie Dick TV. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah, but, I'll, I'll put the video or audio. Yeah. On. <laughs>
3: yeah, like uh B-turn said Guinness Book of World Records was there or whatever. Uh we break the record for loudest stadium. Um but I would say, after that moment, it was pretty much a disaster. They until, shut us up quick. Yeah, until the final 251. So, what, yeah. A.B., you said we went down 10-0.
4: Yeah, they went up 10-0, hit a three-bill, called a quick timeout.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Classic. We've talked about that Oh uh, Yeah,
4: they really, really took the crowd out of it. And, I mean, it felt like we were down the whole game. Um, it was just, it, And it was just
3: one of those games where, like, we could not get – anything to go right like our offense just wasn't working we weren't hitting shots even when our offense was working right so just sucked
5: I think there was like a game on before that went late and they turn on the tv and KU's getting whooped yeah Yeah, I forget what the score was but we were down by a lot and I don't remember what the score was exactly but yeah West Virginia was a top 10 team and every West Virginia game game at home is just crazy Mm -hmm. like you almost prepare like you know what's coming like they're going to be up, we come back, or Bob Huggins is going to be going nuts on the sidelines. It's just <laughs> always a, a crazy atmosphere and it showed before tip.
3: Yeah. Uh and I don't know, we've obviously had games before in Anfield where we struggled against West Virginia and had to come back. 2015, we had a big comeback as well, but not quite like this. So, uh we're down 14,
4: 64 to 50 with 250 left.
3: People are leaving. And it just like, and they even, to go up 14, it was like a turnover and a fast break to where they score. And it's like, mm. wow. Like there was we literally
4: just, like nothing showing that we were going to come back. Yeah. No yeah.
3: chance. I remember like people that look at like the win percentage type things. Like we were at like, I don't even know, but it was yeah, just it was really absurd. Weird. We had no chance. And
4: started with a couple free throws, right? Frank Frank was it? Drove.
3: Yeah. Like we, or yeah, Frank's fouled on a free throw. Or I think he hit a free Fouled on two. a layup. Yep. Um, two free
4: throws, hit a three. I mean I could tell you every play from yeah. the final three minutes. I
5: remember Devontae just dribbling around like fifteen feet, he dribbles back and just throws it up, yeah. goes in. Like he That got us a bit two. A, yeah. He didn't have like the numbers Elijah had that Iowa State game, but that that was one of those where it's like give Devontae the ball He had He's gonna hit. Fast. Yeah.
4: That Devontae dribble three, I think that only put him at seven points. Yeah, he so didn't do we, much, but he had that one and then the overtime one, which I'm sure we'll get to, but he has yeah. moments in that case.
3: So at one point we're down 64-55. Devontae hits a three to make it 64-58. Uh-huh. So then it's like, uh-oh, okay. We have a shot. Yeah. We put the full court press on. <laughs> five we'll, count, right? Throw it away. We get a five count. We then get a steal where, like, Landon and Frank trap in the corner. Mm-hmm. Frank, Frank drives, misses. misses. Landon gets the put-back dunk. Like, we just did everything of co- yeah, right.
5: Of course, Landon's right there for the putback
3: back yep. dunk. Yep uh and then so what did they miss free throws they went
4: so they were up 71 66 just melting down yeah i mean and then that's when devontae had the like dribble around three put us within two yeah and then we trapped in the corner on the inbounds and they threw it away at midcourt yeah the crowd went nuts Nuts. and they like zoomed out because it was such like a long crazy pass yeah that like you could see the whole crowd just go bananas and (laughs) but he like jumped over the scorers table everyone knew it was our ball And we got it, then I think Frank hit free throws to tie it. I I love that moment because when he throws it out, Dick Vitale's like,
3: oh, (laughs) oh, no. Like, you just knew we were going to tie that game.
5: I think it was – who was it that shot the game winner before overtime? Was it Philip? Probably took he just like awful step yeah, Worst play call. Yeah. Ever. I was gonna say like whoever hits a shot like that, at Dude, Allen, and Huggins, besides like, maybe AC Law for a yeah. Like <laughs> no one, you knew that shot wasn't gonna go in. Huggins like complains about the crowd or the refs all the time in the fielders,
3: but he is horrible late in games. Like play yeah. call. You executing. said this
4: the other day or last night because Westfall was kind of collapsing when they're playing Ohio yes. State. They just. When are we going to start talking about Huggins? Like, late game, like last five. Their press break was a
3: disaster. Like, I'm watching this little breakdown of the game. Like, there's a little gif here. They're just tossing the ball to the corner. Guy gets trapped. That's how Frank gets to steal. Like, they were just
5: I, just, I don't know. I remember when Phillip missed that three, and he was just smiling, like, shaking his head, probably either complaining yeah. about refs or just his team melting well, down. Exa- but you know, they melt down every time they come down. you Allen. know they go to that huddle after we just have that absurd
3: comeback. Mm-hmm. You know they're sitting there, like, instead of being like, hey, guys, we're fine, let's win, they're, like, complaining. Like, right. oh, the refs screwed us again. Like, they had already lost that game before overtime yeah. even. And yeah. that's I've, the power of Allen. I've said about.
4: this before. Like, he's just, like – he comes in, and I'm sure this like spreads to the locker room. But he comes in with the mentality that he's going to get fucked over. Yeah, oh, every yeah. time he yes. comes to Allen, he's he's probably saying the same thing about Saturday coming up. Like yep. he always comes in with that mentality. So it's like, and like you kind of hit on there, like that game was over before overtime oh, yeah. even started. Like I think that's kind of how it is with games in general. Like they go in expecting the worst to happen. If they don't play 100 percent perfect, it's over. Yep, and, and I think that's why they blow games at the end because they just expect things to not go their way. And with that mentality, it's kind of hard to stay aggressive, and oh, yeah. I don't
3: know. And, I mean, it was just over. Dickie V's ranting before overtime. There's <laughs> magic in the air. There's magic in the air. Like, doing his whole Dickie V thing, and we just absolutely just controlled overtime. And yeah. then Devontae yeah, I mean, went. When nuts. that game
5: goes to overtime, it's it's over. So, what happens in overtime?
4: Devontae hit a three Devontae to start. Devontae hits a
3: three right away, which – do we do that every overtime game? Yeah. you think back to Missouri, we'll talk about that. But like, we win
5: the tip. Tyshawn hits a down. three to start.
3: Like, We just murder you so quick in overtime. And yeah. The crowd is just on a different level when it gets overtime. So Devontae hits that three.
4: And then we got a turnover because Josh hit like a oh. – uh, He like, like Eurostep yeah, lay-in over a lay someone. In so we're
3: up five quick after just
4: – And then maybe <laughs> the craziest play in the history of Kansas basketball. So what Was it Carlton Bragg was trapped in the corner and he threw it to Josh who like fell on his ass yeah, and then it gave it somehow, back to Carlton okay. – and Devontae yeah. came around Jockey. between the leg dribble thingy. Yeah,
5: I've got a gif right here. It's He's incredible. basically just like, where's Devontae? Found Devontae. Let him do what he does. Hits All a deep right. three. And it's behind the back. One place. of the loudest in-game, yep.
4: like, ovations, whatever you want to call it, I've ever heard. That's when you tackled me and brought me to the ground. I, <laughs> leg- I legitimately fell to the ground.
5: And that uh, our bench went nuts. Like, seeing oh, yeah. our bench reaction after uh-huh. he hits that. Like, LeGerald started jumping, like, as yeah. he's hitting that move. <laughs> oh, yeah. You and LeGerald was
3: in, too, because he was so hot. Gerald,
5: yeah. I was looking at the box score. LeGerald had 14 off the bench that night. LeGerald was big in those games. I remember we just talked about the OU game that year when Frank's senior night. It was emotional. They, oh, God. OU led that game. LeGerald played great at home. Yeah.
3: It was just those road games that LeGerald could That three in
4: that OU game you're talking about that LeGerald hit, yeah. and he just like just stood threw there. his he arms like, to the crowd. He crown. does like a
3: swinging <laughs> arm like three-point celebration. Yeah. Just I
5: mean, I wonder what our odds were when 250 <sighs> left, down 14, and just everything starts going our way. That building yeah. is
4: just oh, – But we almost blew it at the end. So oh, I know We ended
3: up only winning by like three or four. I've,
4: I've never felt as bad for an imposing player as I did when – and it ended up not mattering, so we Adrian. turned it over. But when we, I think Landon missed a free throw, and they were down four with, like, 20 seconds left. And Adrian, he caught it, and then it just fell through his hands, went off his knees out of bounds, <laughs> and we got the ball. But then we threw it in, and we turned it over, and they got a fast break layup Dude, to get just, it within two.
3: They imploded. I mean, what do you do in a situation like you said, the Devontae thing? Josh Jackson's on his ass. And Devontae, next thing you know, hits a just absolutely absurd three in your face to go up eight. Like, there was just nothing. They were not winning that game. It's that can I give us so
5: magical, man. Like, just the craziest shit ever happens there. Like, opposing teams just got to be drained. You can play as good, like, yeah, West Virginia exactly. played so good for 18 37 minutes. minutes? Or, yeah, wow. 37
4: Wild. minutes, yeah. Shout out to Carlton Bragg for being in the game in overtime, though. Yeah. <laughs> kind of wild to think about He's still in college and yep. still getting suspended. Uh-huh. so it's tough. Um, our uniforms
3: that night, super dope. Yeah, they were dope. Like the old school throwbacks. The yeah, they were so good.
4: Yeah, they so. had like the block lettering, Yep, red lettering, I think.
3: Yeah, so definitely one of those Devontae games that you will just always remember. He seems to be a common guy on this list. So, shout out to him. One of the all-time atmospheres in Allen Fieldhouse, which, like I said, outside of the final three minutes plus overtime, I don't remember a whole lot from that game was definitely there i remember the yeah. like loudest ovation stuff but man well it it's was...
4: just tough to remember that when there's so much that happened in the final three plus overtime so much everything was memorable, i think i tweeted it's...
3: this people were going so crazy young people old people literally elderly people that can hardly even walk were going so nuts something crazy would happen you'd think you've reached your like peak like excitement, and then the next play, we'd do something
4: even more absurd mm, where yeah.
3: everyone just lost their minds even more. I'm so- telling you,
4: Devonte three was the craziest atmosphere I've ever been in. Outside of the 2008 Chisholm Trail the City Championship, <laughs> what but- about Tark Black Dunk? <laughs> that too. I think Devonte's was De- yeah, yeah. probably it was different. Like we said, the Tark was like an
3: angry type celebration. This was like just like a holy shit. That was yeah. Yeah.
4: I think that was like an exciting, like happy one. Like I can't believe this is happening. I think the one where he like dribbled around and hit the three in regulation. Yeah. was like holy shit we're actually gonna come back oh to win yeah this. that's when dick vitale was like oh, oh they yeah. have a
5: chance so, Yeah, i was
4: like devontae just pulled up yeah like he just there was the we cra- we're
5: down it so much so he's like gotta get a bucket here dribbling yes. around pulls a three goes in and then couldn't miss the rest of the night oh poor huggy he, he just has to, to
3: and they come to town next
5: saturday boys yeah, so big big i'm excited ranked opponent
3: yep Big time game, super fun team. We talk about the team all the time. So only that team could have came
5: back down fourteen
3: with yep. two fifty. That was like go. what they did. Like that team wasn't dominant from like tip off to the end of games. They would just when they were playing at their highest peak, they were better than any team yep. in the country yep. that year. So. Josh
5: had a double double that night. Frank had weird twenty four <laughs> you know, every night he did that. Casual. And then Devontae, the I mean, how clutch was he in his career, dude. Yeah. Like so many nights he did that. We just talked about the tech game. He won yeah. us that game. Yep. Everyone was good that night, but he won us this game, too. I mean, if he yes. doesn't hit those shots, we'd probably lose by – it wouldn't have got close there at the end. So, yep. Devontae's so. fucking awesome.
3: Yes, sir. Shout out Devontae. Shout out to that squad.
0: All right. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs>
3: Folks, I just got back from the bars at New Year's Eve. My voice is gone. this
4: quad can't speak worth a dick. I've been,
3: I've been battling a flu. My, my
6: voice is gone,
3: but – we wanted to wrap up
2: episode no part one of the all decade
4: episode (laughs) this is so wild I have no voice
0: this is an absolute nightmare for a podcast but stay tuned episode two
2: part two is coming
4: very soon very
2: soon probably
3: within the next day so go listen go make fun of my voice that's fine it's the flu game shout out to MJ shout out to everyone that came on to talk to this episode and look forward to the next top five games in episode 2 Rock Chalk